Welcome to Random Bible Thoughts with Russ. Today I'm going to be talking about whosoever believes, or whoever believes, excuse me. Last Sunday, my CMA chapter, Rushmore Thunder, was asked by the city of Custer to do a short service before the off-road rally. And so uh, we had our own group, uh, Worship 360. They played music, and then I gave the message. Unfortunately, I was only allowed so much time to give this message. So there are some things I wanted to say that I didn't say because of time constraints. So I just uh, cut it right down. So what I'm going to do today, since I'm on my own time schedule, I'm going to do this message again, except with a little bit more uh, commentary. So anyways, whoever believes, John 3, 16 through 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever, whoever believes shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. And then John 5, 24, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever, whoever hears my word and believes in him who has sent me has eternal life. He is not condemned. He has passed from judgment or condemnation. I think I like condemnation better. But has passed, not come in judgment or condemnation, but has passed from death to life. Who is this whoever? The whoever can be the uh, drug addict, can be an inmate, can be a doctor, can be anybody. Whoever is exactly that. Whoever. And yes, whoever even includes politicians in D.C., they are a whoever. And I put whoever's in three types, three categories. There is the past whoever's, those that are in Christ and have died and gone home to be with the Lord. There are the present whoever's. Those who are Bible-believing Christians, and I'm going to tell you what I, why I use that term here in just a moment. But there are Bible-believing Christians, there are current whoever's, and then there are the future whoever's. Those are the ones that have not come to Christ as of yet. Now, the reason I use Bible-believing Christians, because there are various types of Christians. There are the said Christians. They say they're Christians, but there is nothing in their life that would show that they are truly Christians. Then there are the Sunday Christians. Those are the ones that go to church on Sunday. And other than that, when they leave the door, Christ stays in the church. More likely, they don't even bring their Bible to church because it might be up on the screen. So what do I need to bring a Bible for? Well, for me, get out of line here. Having God's Word in my hand is more important in reading it from here than it is to looking up on a screen. I don't like screens in churches, but they're there. But anyways, a, a Sunday whoever, a Sunday Christian, excuse me, 
is someone who goes to church on Sunday and Christ has left that door. Then there are the holiday whoever's. The ones who go to church on maybe Christmas or Easter, or excuse me, not Easter. I don't use I don't like that term. Resurrection Sunday. And that's it. There's nothing after that. Then there are the traditional Christians. Those are the ones who, because their family has always been in this denomination, that's the denomination they're in. And again, once they leave that position, that denomination, or they've always been, their family's always been Christian, but the only reason they're Christian is because they've been Christian, but there's nothing in their life to show they're Christian. Then there are the denominational Christians. Denominational Christian is one who, if you say, well, what faith do you? They will say, I am this or I am that before they are a Christian, before they say Christian. They will put the name of their denomination up. And the question is, what faith are you, not what denomination are you? I personally do not believe in denominationalism, that it is wrong. It divides the church. And then there are Bible-believing Christians where God's word is their authority and that alone is their authority. So I use the term Bible-believing Christian because that's what I am. I am a Bible-believing Christian, not a denominational Christian, not a said Christian, not a traditional Christian, not a holiday Christian, not whatever. So I use that term for that reason. So that's the, the three types of Christians, or past, present, and future. As a Bible-believing Christian, what is our position in Christ? What is our position in Christ? In 2 Corinthians 6, 17-21, Therefore, if anyone, or you might say whoever, is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled, there's a good word, reconciled us to himself, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We'll stop there for a second. Some people feel that the ministry is those who are like the pastor or associate pastor, or the ones that get paid to do ministry. This doesn't say anything like that. This says Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us all Bible-believing Christians the ministry of reconciliation. Now some say, ah, I'm not a minister. Well, okay, let's change the word then. Instead of ministry, since the Greek word can be interpreted this way also as gave us the service of reconciliation. The service of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God, who reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. You catch that? Not counting the trespasses against them. Now, here's the problem I have with everything that's going on in society right now. 
that society is blurring the lines between right and wrong, morally right and morally wrong. They are blurring the lines. They are, matter of fact, they're moving the line. They're not just blurring it, they're moving it. Society is moving it. But instead of Christians sitting there, you're going to go to hell and condemning people. I mean, yeah, yeah, we can see their sin say, that's going to lead you this way. We can see that. We know that. God's word tells us that. But to sit there and condemn a, uh, a non-Christian for their sins is not your prerogative. It's not your place. Instead, verse 20, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to him. For our sake he made himself who to be no sin, to be sin for us. That in him we might become the righteousness of God. We are ambassadors. We represent Christ. We are to present ourselves as such. When we see sin happening, maybe instead of condemning them, which makes us look like hate group, which makes us look intolerant, which I know that goes both ways. It's not just we have to be tolerant of their sin. No, no, no. We don't tolerate their sin. We preach against it, but not in a materialist, uh, not in such a way that makes us look bad, I guess. I don't know. That's not really the word I want to use. <coughs> but we can't be condemning people to hell because that's not our prerogative. We are to be planting seeds, teaching the gospel message of Christ and maybe and just maybe you're watering a seed or maybe you're harvesting someone that the seed has already been planted and watered but when you start condemning people to hell which is not our prerogative as Bible believing Christians then we are doing more harm than we are good you know, life with society, life is just, it can be difficult to do things. You could be, you maybe have no hope or you find no meaning. Well, here's what Acts 11, 20 through 29 says. Come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me upon you, excuse me, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. You will find rest for your soul. Come to Christ. You can find that rest for your soul. That And um, get rid of all this crap that's going on right now. Hmm. There's something I thought I might like to read, but I don't have it up, so I won't. In Philippians 4, 7, 
And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, Yeshua Messiah, or actually it's Messiah, Yeshua in this case. Come to Christ. You can have the peace of God. You can have rest. Will your troubles just all of a sudden go away? Probably not. This world is a fallen world. This world is a sinful world. But in dealing with the world, you can have a, a peace and rest, knowing that God is with you. You are being protected from the world. Christ never said being a Christian would be easy, but he did say it would be worth it. So what did Jesus do? What did Jesus do? John 1, 29. The next day, he, that is John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Jesus was the last and final sacrifice to remove the sins of the world. He died for you. He died for me. 1 Peter 2.24 He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live righteous. By his wounds we are healed. By his wounds we are healed. This verse is referring to Isaiah 53.5 well, he was pierced for our transgressions. That's our rebellion against God. Pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities, our sins. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. Healed of what? This verse so often gets used out of context. It gets used for physical healings, but is that what it says? People pray for a physical healing and they use this verse, by his stripes or by his wounds we are healed. But healed of what? We're healed of our rebellion against God and our sins against God. This is more of a spiritual healing than a physical healing. Although, we heal our spirit coming to Christ it can result in a physical healing especially when it's a mind thing Satan's playing mind games with you you fill your mind with light and get rid of the darkness and you'll have that healing that mental healing John 1 1 John 4 10 and this is love not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be our propitiation for our sins. That's a good theological word, propitiation for our sins. What did Christ do by being our propitiation? He turns away God's wrath. That's what propitiation, propitiation means, turns away God's wrath. 1 Timothy 2, 5 through six for there is one God 
and one mediator between man and God. That's the man. Oh, rolled too far. Man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. A ransom for all. Jesus paid the price. He redeemed us for all who choose to believe. For all who choose to believe. Romans 3, 24, 22 through 24. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And are justified by His grace as a gift, as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Do you see what this says there? For all who believe, there is no distinction. There is no distinction between man and woman. Rich, poor. Supposed righteous and righteous. There is no distinction. Christ is for all. You want to talk about being all-inclusive? The word of the year, all-inclusive? Christianity, Christ is all-inclusive. You come to him, and he will give you peace. He will give you rest. He is the propitiation. He is the redeemer. You ask forgiveness of your sins. Now, if there's a sin you're committing, according to the Bible, according to God's rima, God's spoken word, and you come to Christ, and you don't turn from that sin. And you all can speculate on what I'm talking about. Look at society and what's going on. Look at churches where sin is entering the church. You say, you know what I'm talking about. You don't turn away from that sin. Now, I, I knew of a gentleman who was in the sin. He came to Christ. He deal, still had the desires but because he was a Christian and knew that it was wrong, because Scripture says so, he refrained from it. He stayed away from it. And he eventually died from a disease he caught because of it. There is a verse, and I should have used this verse uh, earlier. I was talking about being ambassadors, that maybe we should stop condemning people to hell. And uh, planting seeds. And the verse is, Who are you to judge those outside the church? God will judge those outside the church. You judge those within the church and purge the evil from among you. And we have evil entering the church and it's being given away, been given into to be, I don't know, I really don't. I don't. I don't really know why churches are giving in, especially those that've been around for years and been strong Bible-believing churches, and then they're giving into this to be all-inclusive, I guess. But you know what? Church is all-inclusive. Christianity is all-inclusive. But no matter what your sin, you still have to turn away from it. You're all-inclusive. Sure, come, join us, worship with us. Learn with us. 
but you still have to stay away from the sin. The word redeemed, and I'm sorry I got off a little rabbit trail there. The word redeemed has the idea to buy out. Jesus paid the price. He bought out our contract of sin. So we are no longer enslaved to sin. That is with his death and resurrection. And by the way, uh, without the resurrection, his death was meaningless. So death and resurrection. And some might say, I've done too much. I've done too much for God to want me. Well, let's just let God out of the box. Okay, get God out of that box. And how big is his forgiveness? How big is his forgiveness? God doesn't say, and I use this illustration, God doesn't say and go, oh, Russ, you let the air out of your neighbor's tires because he's a butthead. Now I can forgive you that. Or, hey, you lit his house on fire because he's a butthead. I can't forgive you for that. No. He does not say, this sin is forgivable and this one isn't. All our sins are forgiven when you come to Christ. All of them. So how big is God's forgiveness? Psalms 103.12 As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions, our sins from us. East is from the west. If you start heading west or start heading east, you come around. You don't go start going west all of a sudden. You continue going east. That's God's forgiveness. You continue going and his forgiveness is continual. And here's the last verse. Acts 3.19 Repent therefore that your sins may be blotted out. That Greek word blotted for blotted out means to erase, to wipe away, or cancel. And I use this kind of a, an illustration and there, this is just how I kind of imagine things in my head is when we stand before the great throne of throne there on our on our judgment because yes Christians will be judged it's very clear about that you talk about the fire purification where you walk through that fire and your good works your bad works burn up and your good works last that's the fire purification it's very clear in scripture about that And it's also clear that Christ will be our judgment, judge, I, I believe, because uh, the, in John it says, I have given all judgment over to him, to Christ. He's our judge. But anyways, here's how I picture it. You get in there, you're standing before the throne, and the judge there opens the book up and goes, Ross, Ross, where are you? Oh, there you are. Oh, you're in the book of life. That's, that's a good start. Let's see, sins. Oh, as a kid, you stole candy from Franklin store. Yeah, canceled. Continues on. You're a drunkard in the Navy. Immoral in the Navy. Canceled. Canceled. And just goes on through your list of sins. They're canceled. There is no penalty. Truly, truly, I send to you, whoever, whoever hears my word and believes in him who has sent me has eternal life. He will not come into condemnation. He has passed from death to life. 
if you don't know Christ, you can do it right where you're sitting. Ask for forgiveness. Ask Christ to come into your life. Receive the peace. Receive the rest. Receive the cancellation of your sins. May you have a wonderful Sunday. And God bless. If you like my videos, please give me a like. You can leave a comment. And you can subscribe. May you have a blessed Lord's Day. God bless.